Okay, so it is May the 11th, uh, day 712 of lockdown. Uh, and this is uh, the 11th of these. But I didn't start on. I've had two, I've had weekends off, so it's May the 11th and the 11th episode of this uh, audio log, which is my unfiltered, uncensored, unedited thoughts. Uh, basically put out so as not to drive myself mad. Um, so wait for them to come out rather than in my, my crazy dreams. Uh, I know what I want to talk about today, actually. Uh, it follows on from something I mentioned on Friday. On Friday, I mentioned I went round to a friend's house to watch music television and cartoons. Uh, and I sort of just threw that out casually. Uh, <laughs> but when I was a kid growing up, uh, I wasn't a casual cartoon fan. Uh, like, no. I... I I, I loved cartoons. Um, this isn't like this isn't really special. A lot of kids love cartoons. <laughs> I just wanted to talk about why I loved cartoons so much. Um, so yeah, I'll start with the ones that I went to see at my friend's house. Uh, that was Cartoon Network, right? Uh, and that was the good shit. That was like the late nineties, early nineties Cartoon Network. That was Dexter's Lab, Ed, Ed and Eddie, yeah. The Powerpuff Girls, right? Johnny Bravo, amazing stuff. Uh, I was talking to my friend uh, Ryan over the weekend. Uh, hi, uh, recovering in hospital. I hope you're okay. Don't, I don't think you listen to this. Uh, I don't think anyone does. Um, <laughs> and we were reminiscing of a time in university when we we used to write for the um, the Drama Society. Like we, there was a sort of comedy review show. And we were writing a comedy sketch for for it once, and we were very proud of what we'd written until we realised we'd basically just written Johnny Bravo. So it's like, hey, hey baby, do you want to get on my motorcycle? And it's like, you don't have a motorcycle, I know. And we're like, that's just Johnny Bravo. Uh, <laughs> we can't submit that. That's literally just Johnny Bravo. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I also, I, but out of those Cartoon Network ones, uh, Dexter's Lab, absolutely up there. Uh, I still, like, I remember the experience of watching the episode where Dexter, <laughs> Dexter uh, has to study for a French test, so he decides to create a machine that will essentially just, essentially it's just like uh, those hypnosis tapes. Which will just play him the entire French dictionary uh, at full speed, like over into his brain overnight, so he'll just know it. But it gets stuck because of something Dee Dee does, I'm sure. And the only thing it said, and the only words that get through are uh, omelette du fromage, as in a cheese omelette. And <laughs> so the next day, all Dexter can say whenever he opens his mouth is omelette du fromage. Uh, but he manages to <laughs> to get 100% in the French test and uh, become the most popular boy at school. Um, <laughs> like, I think he gets, like, a, a television contract. <laughs> and all he can say, he becomes, like, the omnidor from Mash Boy. Uh, uh, the only problem being that when he tries to get into his lab, 
Uh, he cannot say his password because his password is not Omnidifferent. <laughs> it is a sublime piece of television. <laughs> uh, I love the Powerpuff Girls. I am. I sort of dragged my friends to go see the Powerpuff Girls movie, uh, and they were all like, "Oh, I'm not sure. I mean, we like cartoons, I guess." Uh, but we all loved it. It was the or the first movie uh, is the origin of Mojo Jojo, who is of course the best Powerpuff Girls character, uh, and just has amazing music. Uh, the animation in all of those Cartoon Network shows is so stylized and so incredible. Uh, uh, I mean, I I loved cartoons the whole time, like growing up. I remember, uh, obviously, there was like the like. Stuff like Poddington Peas, which I've tried to explain to Americans before. Uh, <laughs> basically, down at the bottom of the garden, among the birds and the bees, there lives a lot of little people, and they're called the Poddington Peas. That's all you need to know about the Poddington Peas. Uh, and as I grew up, I became obsessed with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, obviously. Sorry, Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles over here. I'd, I've become so ingrained in uh, pop culture since that I, I, I immediately put in the ninja, but it was called Hero Turtles over here. Uh, and of course, the, like, actually this is uh, wild to me. My favourite cartoon of, of the whole time I was a kid, uh, they had two. And they had something in common. Uh, those were X-Men, which I have mentioned on the podcast before, and uh, Batman the Animated Series. And it is wild to me that I am 11 episodes in and this is the first time I've mentioned Batman. If you know me in person, that's got to be kind of crazy. I mean, maybe I just don't talk about Batman as much as I used to, but I, I used to talk about Batman a lot. And Batman the Animated Series is a big part of why. Like, don't get me wrong, like, I love the X-Men Animated Series when I was younger. Uh, it has one of the best theme tunes in TV history. It's all on Disney Plus. Uh, and one of the first things we did when we got Disney Plus in my house, in my flat, uh, was go and listen to the soundtrack. Go and listen to the opening uh, credits of uh, X-Men. It's genuinely true. Uh, it's, the one it's, it's, uh, it's so good. If you don't know the theme tune, I'm not going to try and do it justice here. Just look up the X-Men animated series. But you can sort of stop at the theme tune. It's a really interesting look at sort of condensing. Like, by that point, we're talking like 30 years of comics. And trying to con- try to retell some of those stories using contemporary characters to the 90s. It's, it's very interesting uh, what they do. Uh, and what they do, what they do well, and what they do badly. But compared to Batman the Animated Series, which I still own all of on D- I now own all of on DVD and have rewatched countless times. It's it's like like watching a children's cartoon versus watching art. And I <laughs> I don't mean to sound incredibly pretentious there, but Batman the Animated Series is such a perfect distillation of Batman. It has the best Batman, uh, Kevin Conroy, uh, who 
just it's so good that they use them for the uh, the Arkham games. You're like, well, we can't get better, Batman. It has the best Joker. That's Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker himself as the Joker. Uh, introduced uh, Harley Quinn. Introduced Renee Montoya. Uh, one of those two is one of my favorite characters. Ooh, it's not the one that you might expect. Um, <laughs> who have now both been in a big film, movie earlier this year. Basically, re the retelling of Two Faces origin in it uh, is essentially the canon Two Face now. It it's it's so good. Like Mister Freeze, what they did with Mister Freeze, they turned him from a joke Freeze villain, uh, which of course Arnold Schwarzenegger then tried to turn him back into, uh, into this tragic figure with an amazing password. It was so. As a show, it was so dark, and I mean, in tone, uh, like there's an episode focused on Robin, uh, called Robin's Reckoning, which is so dark. It's him grappling with whether he should kill the guy who killed his parents. This is on, this was on like Saturday morning television. <laughs> That's mad. It's also literally dark because uh, it was entirely painted on uh, black paper. The whole thing was, uh, instead of using white backgrounds, they used black backgrounds. So everything is painted onto black, uh, which is just amazing. Uh, Paul Denny and Bruce Tim, absolute legends, did an incredible job. Oh, I absolutely loved it. And it was so different to all the stuff I was watching. Like, like I say, I watched, I uh, loved Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles, I loved it. Uh, but there was a lot of weird stuff that came out after that. Like Biker Mice from Mars. Uh, T-Rex. I don't know if anyone remembers T-Rex. That was a, like five little dinosaur guys uh, right away. Oh, which reminds me of... <laughs> um, right. A couple of weeks ago, I think it was uh, the answer to a pub quiz or something. Uh, Denver the Last Dinosaur came up. That was a, 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 a cartoon from... Uh, Whichever, and my friend Paul, I shout out to him, because <laughs> he pointed out that the <laughs> the intro to Denver the Last Dinosaur uh, <laughs> features the line where it's about Denver the Last Dinosaur is about a kid who becomes a kid in the nineties because everything's in the nineties uh, who becomes friends with a dinosaur who's like the, the last dinosaur left, and then they fight against these sort of super intelligent not dinosaurs but it's complicated but what you need to know is that Denver is a dinosaur it's like a small diplodocusy type thing uh, but he's hyper intelligent and I think he can do magic I can't quite remember but what I do, did remember and what Paul pointed out to me <laughs> is that the theme tune uh, goes he's Denver the last dinosaur he's your friend and a whole lot more and I think the idea there is, he's a lot more because he's a dinosaur and there's like a lot going on and he's got his own complicated history and he's got like maybe these weird powers and these enemies. But it also totally sounds like... It totally sounds like... This kid is fucking that dragon. And... Uh, a dragon? <laughs> a dragon dinosaur? Uh, and I don't mean to be coarse. 
but that's what it really sounds like is happening. Uh, and I don't know, dinosaurs for me, um, dinosaurs are interesting because I think I mean, everyone growing up goes through a period, especially if you're growing up presenting as male, which I did. Uh, shout out to my also growing up as presenting as male massive, woo! That's 50% of the population. Um, <laughs> like, you're expected to be into dinosaurs. And I kind, I kind of was. Like, I had books on dinosaurs that my parents got me, or that were handed down from my big brothers. Uh, I was never a, a huge dinosaur kid. Uh, the closest I came was obviously Jurassic Park, uh, which I think I saw in the cinema when it first came out. I would have been six. I've definitely seen it in cinema since. I saw the 25th anniversary showing. That, sh- that, that film still holds up. It's a shame that they have now made... Uh, what I well, I've seen three of the terrible sequels. I have not seen Fallen Kingdom. Uh, uh, part of the reason for that is um, <laughs> okay. I uh, when I went to see Jurassic World, that wasn't really my choice. I mean, uh, I'd I'd really hated Jurassic Park three, uh, but I uh, okay ugh, right. I, <laughs> I uh, met someone on a dating website. Uh, this is on OkCupid, and we went out for a date. Uh, our first date, we went to um, a restaurant, not a restaurant, a sort of cafe, a cafe slash bar in uh, Portobello. Uh, she lived in Portobello. She wanted to meet somewhere like nearer her than me. It's fine. It was a nice day. Uh, we, we didn't sit on the beach, but we sat beach adjacent, uh, and we we you know we drank. She drank cocktails. I drank mocktails because uh, <laughs> I don't drink. Um, and we played a lot of Connect Four, and we got on fine. Um, she flirted with me to distract me from Connect Four. It was cute. It was whatever. Except she kept talking about her ex-boyfriend, um, and uh, how she couldn't go to her church anymore because that's where he went. And I'm like, okay, those are both kind of red flags for me. I'm not a very religious person, and she clearly still had a thing for her ex-boyfriend. I mentioned that I hadn't seen the film Frozen. She basically, not not forced, not going to use the word forced. She uh, <laughs> frog marched me. That's not quite true. Either. Uh, I went willingly to her flat to watch Frozen. It was very clear that all we were going to do is watch Frozen. That's all that was happening. Cool. For our second date, uh, she decides that we are going to go to Nando's. Wild choice for a second date. And then go and see Jurassic World. So uh, we as chicken, she continues to talk about her ex-boyfriend and about her church. Um, I'm like, okay, I'm still being open-minded about this. She's very nice. Uh, however, we then go to the cinema to watch Jurassic World. A couple of things happen. First of all, uh, during the trailers, there's a trailer for Ant-Man. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Ant-Man. Is it Ant-Man or Civil War? Anyway, Ant-Man, the character was in it, and Paul Rudd was on screen, and she turns to me, and she asks, 
is that Ben Affleck? Now, I'm not going to be some sort of annoying nerd who's like, um, you'd, um, actually, don't you know which comic book character is played by who? That's not my problem here. Uh, although, I do think that mistaking Paul Rudd for Ben Affleck is ridiculous. My problem here is that she turned and she'd said this very loudly. Now, I don't mean like, oh no, I'm embarrassed that some people have seen that I'm being asked this by someone. I mean, it was loud enough that I was embarrassed, no matter what she had said. Thus began a very long, very bad film uh, with Chris Pratt befriending a raptor, Bryce Dallas Howard running around in ridiculous high heels. Uh, a, a, a woman who is a nanny who gets killed brutally for seemingly like in a sort of in a way that is similar to how the, the, the sleazy lawyer gets killed in the first one except he's a bad dude because he's a sleazy lawyer and she's a bad dude because she's a woman I think who cares about people <laughs> which is weird uh, but throughout this whole film and I'm being bombarded by this. When I'm bombarded by too much information in films, I sort of tune out anyway. This girl, this woman keeps turning to me and asking questions at full volume. She is shushed repeatedly. I never respond to her. And I don't want to be like... I don't want to be like sitcom-y about this and sit or like very it's a very Seinfeldy thing where it's like oh she's great she's great but she's a movie talker you know but I can't <laughs> I genuinely don't think I could be with someone who speaks at full volume at a cinema like I don't think that's a thing that I can do <laughs> I think that's a that's a a boundary I will not cross we we almost arranged a third date uh, but we did arrange a third date uh, <laughs> and I feel really bad about this I I slept through when that date was meant to be um, she's since back with that boyfriend and back with the church I believe so happy ending for her uh, we are no longer friends on Facebook and then the next time I met up with it, on it for a date with someone else I was like okay Cupid uh, it went very, very well, and we ended up in a relationship. So that's a happy story, happy ending. I mean, obviously, uh, it's weird talking about dating uh, when we're in the current climate. <laughs> uh, but you know, hopefully, after all this is over, I'll be able to. We can we can all go out and dates again, either with your current partners, or hopefully, we can go out and find. New partners, you know, like if that's what you want to do. Hey, if you want to be single, do that for a bit. Be good to have the option, right? <laughs> I uh, I did uh, inexplicably re-sign up Tokyo Cupid during the, a pandemic. Uh, <laughs> seems like a, a a complete waste of time. But you know, uh, also dating while a a a. a, a trans woman has its own thing uh, also every queer woman in Edinburgh is, uh, appeals to be polyamorous according to OKCupid which is hey more power to you it's just not not really where I'm at 
which is, just makes it even more complicated. <laughs> kind of, uh, hang on, I started off by talking about cartoons and I've ended up complaining about my dating life. Uh, that is a pretty solid, that's a solid meander. <laughs> Uh, and I went via, I went via uh, one of the finest films of 1993, Jurassic Park. Uh, I've got a friend who does uh, Twitter, uh, uh, like tweet alongs to, to films that they've not seen before. And they did one for uh, Jurassic Park. And it was absolutely delightful. Uh, because... You forget how iconic that film is. There's so much stuff in that film that people just quote to the point where my friend who has never seen that film was accidentally quoting it before they got to the quotes. <laughs> and I love that. I don't know, there's uh, so much good stuff out there. Okay, so. Uh, stay safe. Stay well. Stay at home. I'm not changing my messaging. Other people might, but I'm not changing my messaging. Uh, this not a podcast has, uh, as as being absolutely uh, crystal clear in its messaging. Stay safe. Stay well. Stay at home. And uh, if you do meet a dinosaur who's interested in a whole lot more just you know look out for those red flags uh, of exes extreme religion and talking in a cinema before you and before you get involved with a whole lot more of that dinosaur my name has been Marjoy thank you and goodbye